right, let me get some caffeine in me because I just got out of bed. Yes, I'm doing the opposite because it's the end of my day, which is wonderful. Um, I kind of want to just jump right into it this week. As opposed to talking about I don't what, know, The we... Last of Us TV show? <laughs> we could talk about that, but I mean, we were... Just before hitting record, we were we were talking about some exciting news for myself that I want to mention. And this last weekend, I got engaged. Golf clap. Let's, let's golf clap. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. It is exciting. Um, I just kind of wanted to announce it. <laughs> that's that's sort of it's, it's it. a big deal. It is. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for me. You know, five years ago, I probably would have told you I'd never get married. So, yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Nick, from all the listeners and your partner on the show. Thanks. You uh, you speak for the listeners. I speak for everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Newly Suave. engaged Nick. Yes, I can call someone my fiance now. Which is uh, interesting. You'll, it'll take interesting. you a while to get used to it, I think. Yeah, I think it will too, especially because we're gonna be engaged for a little bit. Like, it's not. It's not like we're not getting married in a month or two months or whatever. Yeah. So. But yeah. That was uh, that's it. That's the end of the episode. So engagement announcement listening. episode. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> No, I um I'm excited about this one because I got a lot of time into two big things. That's cool. I have yeah. some time into some little things. Yeah. And I want to get your impressions. Did you? I have a question for you. Jump mm-hmm. jumping right in. Uh, Dorfermantic. Did you ever play more than like two games of that? Did you try it? Go back to it, tried it? Or no, just... I didn't. I uh, I th- I don't know if I mentioned on the last episode, but we were going to L.A. and I thought that would be a perfect game to play on the plane and i played a little bit of it on the plane but it just did not do anything for me yeah like i like parts of it i like the style generally i kind of hate the farms i kind of hate how the farms look um because that game you're incentivized to like match things up with other things to score the most points. And so like you get like gigantic runs of farm fields and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of just like this, they look like this giant blot of like one solid color on the map where like everything else looks really cool and blends together and stuff like the uh, trees and whatever. You got to unlock more farm tiles. That's why. Yeah. So I, I didn't play enough. Yeah. But I did start seeing that, yeah, yeah, you start to get like different visual versions of things, mm-hmm. which is neat. But I just didn't feel a pull to really like dig into it and try and get a good score and yeah, whatever. It's it's weird. I think that like I played because I I played a lot of it at this point. Yeah. Um, I think I go back and forth from wanting it to be like more. And yeah. then also the reason I keep coming back to it is because it's not more, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, it's like easy to just pick up and yeah, not yeah. Like stress I, about. I kind of, like while I'm playing it, I kind of want it to be 
Because it's not like a building. It's not like a game where you're building something. No. Like you yeah, are. Not really. You are, but you're not like. You're not building in a game like Civilization where there's, there's this thing that you start and it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And across multiple play sessions, you are kind of refining and adding on to. And like the thing at the end becomes this thing that you're really proud of that you build. Yeah. It's more yeah. of a a puzzle um, for every turn. Like, what do I do with this piece that comes out? And I think that's kind of unsatisfying in a way, but also it makes for like a thing that's easy to just pick up anytime mm-hmm. and and play it. I've I've kind of like got to a point where I'm hard stuck at a certain score. Oh, and, okay. And I can't get past that score. And that's I, pretty interesting. I've started like to fall off. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I've like started to fall off, and hmm. it's it, the reason is because when I first started playing the game, there is all these like objective things that come up that give you other things to play yeah. for besides the score, and I was doing all those and thought to myself while I was doing this like this is really fun. Um, just different ways to play the game, like exploring the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's basically achievements, but they're built into the game, and they unlock new tiles. Um, so I like thought that was really good. And then I got to a point where I need to unlock more of those, and the ones that I do have are mostly like legacy uh, ones where it's build 700 things that I'm not doing in one game. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. now like my, the next hump I need to get through is just to break a score barrier, and I'm juggling the running objectives in the one game and perfect placing and all these things. And I just kind of, I don't know if I lose patience and I start at some point I start, uh, but it's like really, it's like really tightly designed to where I need, because the more groups you make, like the bigger the objectives for the groups become. And so you're Mm -hmm. kind of incentivized to cap off the groups after you finish objectives because otherwise, the next group that you have to do will be really big. Yeah. But also, if you cap all your groups off, then you like lose your bonus tile stock. Like your like the things that you can. Okay, I need ten tiles real quick. I'm gonna mm-hmm. cap this group off. So it's a weird balance that I just can't haven't figured out yet. You know what I mean? I definitely felt impatient. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's definitely the, the way to play is definitely to take to spin that piece and find a yeah. place for it for a long, long time. Yeah, and and the bigger just, your map gets, like the more time it takes to find a spot right. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. so like it just wasn't, um, it wasn't like clicking for me in terms of this is a really interesting puzzle to figure out where mm-hmm. I want to spend a ton of time mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of that's kind of it. In a I think nutshell. that's kind of like why where I f- fell off on it. I think that's kind of why I'm getting stuck at a certain score because after like 45 minutes of the same, yeah, building on the same map, I I probably start to get impatient too, and I'm not taking as much time on where I need to put things. And like you, can, yeah. you can save it and come back, but mm-hmm. usually I'm I'm playing until I 
run out of tiles, finish. you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, and even like like the situation I was in on a plane with literally nothing else to do, I was like, this is perfect because I have to focus on this. I can't really I you, play another what game. What did you switch but... to? <laughs> or just put music on? <laughs> well, I, I switched to Slay the Spire <laughs> because, because Slay the Spire is seriously like almost a perfect video game is a puzzle that you decided you wanted to (laughs) but it's like but it's a game that i can endlessly replay because i'm not i haven't perfected it i don't know everything about it i haven't done everything in it and i've spent almost 100 hours playing that game yeah so like it's just this it's just this like endless thing to like chip away at that is like fun to continue chipping away at where dwarf romantic is cool I think it's visually really cool. I was really upset that the music like wasn't working for me. Yeah. <laughs> I played on the Switch and last episode I used some music from the soundtrack at the end and I li- so I listened to the soundtrack a little bit and I was like some of these songs are like pretty cool and chill. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, and they good. like they like never came on. They don't on loop the Switch version is what happens. So when the song mm. ends there's like a period that where it just gives you like sound effects yeah before the next start song will start it just seemed like i kept hearing the same song like it wasn't it wasn't like cycling through the soundtrack which was like yeah. driving me totally crazy i yeah. was like what is wrong is there something wrong with this version and there was like no settings to change for music or anything yeah. like i i wasn't sure if something was turned off or whatever but that part was driving me crazy yeah. because I wanted to listen to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I didn't want to just put on chirping. other. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. and I didn't want to put on like metal or something. Yeah. So, yeah that that was like one minor. Like I just don't know what was happening there. It just seemed like something was wrong. But there was another game that I switched to while on the flight, That's which is prime. new. And very exciting, yeah. The Metroid. So Prime real quick, remastered. I forgot to do this at the top of our at the top of our episode. Let's go over. What are you going to cover today? <laughs> Metroid Prime. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. And it would have been Dwarf Romantic, but we talked about that now. Yeah. I technically finished Horizon since last episode too. Did you want to golf clap it? We don't need to spend maybe much time maybe we can talk it. about it at the end. Okay, okay. like. Like if if we feel like it or whatever, we I can. can I, I never got your opinion on like the story and stuff at the end of it. That's what I mean. Like we can do like final spoilery type stuff if we're like within a reasonable time limit. I think. Um, but would you go clap it? No. Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't think so. That that was like my gut instinct was no. Okay. So I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. So what else? What do you got? Um, I've played probably half of Dead Space, the new remake. Yeah. Uh, and I started Pyre. Oh, interesting. Um, I probably put I don't know how far of that I into. I'll have to get your opinion, I guess. But you didn't finish it either, so I didn't finish it. I burned out on that game. Um, and I played a little bit of uh the new Street Fighter mobile game, Street Fighter Duel. <laughs> And, I still uh, don't even know what it looks like. I should look it up. It's like it's, it's like a gotcha style. It looks okay. kind of cool. You can get outfits for them that are kind of neat. But mm. 
And then I've mostly just been playing fighting games. Yeah. I, uh, I'm practicing for Combo Breaker. I signed up, so I, I'm oh, trying. Oh, right. Yeah, you are going to go. I'm when is that? I'm trying to. Uh, it's a Memorial Day weekend. Okay. I've been trying to just keep myself in shape. Sharp. If that makes any sense. But What uh, are you playing? Fighting game-wise? Yeah. In the, in the tournament or, or just in general? I mean, what did you sign up for? Yeah. I signed up for Guilty Gear and Street Fighter. Okay. Um, gear because that's the game I've been playing mostly, and Street Fighter because I had to give one swan song uh, one last hurrah. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a month before Street Fighter Six is coming out. I'm kind of excited to go to finals for it, just to be like, this is the last time this game yeah. is going to be the game. So yeah, yeah. So it'll be cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's. That's basically it. I don't know if I had anything else that I was playing. Did I tell you I was playing something else? I can't really remember. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. So, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. What uh, What are we kicking off with? Um, well, Metroid so since Prime? we already mentioned it, yeah, Metroid. Uh, Metroid Prime. Here's some history. I'm gonna I'm gonna wax poetic a little bit. Nice. Metroid is a very dear series to me and i think that's probably obvious with if if you followed us since the beginning i don't anytime. see no metroid memorabilia in in your i uh, right i have here. a uh i have a uh, i have ridley i have ridley and um and samus on my okay, desk okay. All, at all Met- times metroid fan um, metroid fan i i i am i'm oh actually i have a metroid one too <laughs> Uh, I'm probably going to get a tattoo of a Metroid oh, someday. Okay. That's that's one that I've always thought I would get. On your butt cheek? Yep. <laughs> I, it's going to be a tramp stamp, actually. <laughs> the, 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 uh, you're going to have the gripper like right where your hole is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the mouth of the Metroid? Yeah, this is uh, very graphic now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I almost didn't say it, but I was like, I know we get this. Yeah, whatever. I, I label these episodes as explicit. <laughs> so yeah, Metroid is uh, really important to me because I want to tattoo my ass with it. <laughs> um, that's why it's important. That's why, yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime is the first Metroid game I ever played because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I, I totally skipped the Super Nintendo because I like wasn't aware of video games too much at that point. I had a Sega, which, you know, in hindsight, what Sega. a huge mistake. Oh. The, I totally, totally fell for the Sonic thing of Sonic being cool, edgy in quotes. Yeah. Yep. That totally worked on me and I wanted a Sega and I regret it every day. I don't know if but, my brother and I chose, uh, was, was Sega cheaper? I, pfft. Boy, I don't remember. I don't know why I had a Sega and not a Nintendo. I think we just yeah, because I had an NES. Like I had a I had an original NES, and then we went to Sega because of Sonic. My it was literally because of Sonic and Mortal Kombat. My grandpa worked a pawn shop like beat okay in, in Colorado. And he yeah. would all he would always like he lives in he lived in Colorado and he, they would come see us periodically, yeah. Like, as we were growing up, and they would always bring my brother and I things, like, yeah. And he got the things at the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. So, my video game systems 
um, were like because of that. Were from him from that pawn yeah. shop. So I had, yeah. I had, like I got I had weird Segas. I had like the Sega CDX. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and an- maybe another the thirty two X. Yeah, yeah, which I had was a- like the expansion slot for the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, but I I don't think we chose. Like I don't think we ever said. Grandpa, I want a Sega. Like yeah. he got, like I even with PlayStation, I think I got PlayStation from him too. And like we didn't oh, choose N sixty four. We just got oh, the, interesting. We just got the PlayStation, and then like, you know, my parents didn't buy us. Like I was, I was a kid. I, my parents just right. didn't. We they didn't need to buy us all the systems. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So yep. that's kind of. I don't know. Uh, that's. I remember pleading for to sega. get a sega yeah and and like i remember getting it and opening it christmas day and whatever i i have vivid memories of that because i was really excited and because that was back like i was that was way back when that my sister still played video games like with me and we yeah. would play stuff together all the time and so like we played mortal Kombat against each other sometimes which is funny to think about i had i have really um, good fond memories of my sega like i don't i mean i do too i don't have enough of my friends had nintendos that i don't regret not having one if that makes yeah see i did none of my friends had a super nintendo yeah so like the the only thing we went i'd say the same thing about n64 i'd say the same thing about n64 i probably would have too we just we never had one and i we played so much but it was my it's my neighbor that had one so we like i don't i didn't miss out on that childhood that you i'll tell you what i missed out on i missed out on completing games by myself so so donkey kong 64 banjo uh zelda zelda yeah those games i've never played front to back yeah like all the multiplayer stuff we you know we were doing it right so yeah i mean it's just like it, it where i was going with like looking back is yeah metroid was such like super metroid was such a big deal even back then and i had zero awareness of it was it a big deal i feel like nintendo just acts like it never existed metroid well metroid doesn't sell so it's not a big deal but but super metroid in terms of like game design video video games and game design yeah like it was a really big deal and hence metroidvania right like that is, I mean, the original Metroid on NES like still had some of these bones, but yeah. that game's really hard to go back to. Uh, Super Metroid is still very good, like today. If you play it now, it is still a very good Metroid. I played game. it twenty 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 nineteen. I I, re, I replayed it after Dread. Yeah. Yeah. But so all that said. Wrapping back around to Metroid Prime, I didn't know what the fuck Metroid was at all. I only knew who Samus was because of Super Smash Brothers on N64. And I fell in love with Samus in Super Smash Bros. because I was good with her. Like, I liked using her. I liked her moveset. I didn't know it was a girl until probably sometime deep into playing Smash Bros., yeah. Because, like, we did have the internet at that point. I remember like, that when around. I learned that, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, like, really... It, 
it honestly back then was weird and now think about it like going all the way back to like super nintendo when yeah. it was still known and i think even in nes it was known because when you died her armor came off still but um so metroid prime was like a huge thing like i didn't have a gamecube my buddy had a gamecube uh shout out to just uh, dustin and what i first played metroid hmm? uh probably the purple one purple I think. I thought yeah. he had an orange. He one. had the. He might have had the silver one. Um, I don't remember actually. But I first played Metroid sick. Prime I there. One. I want one for my shelf. I still have my GameCube. I want one. Yeah, what a great thing! It's I loved my GameCube. So cool! It's just such yeah. a cool system. It's the coolest it is system such a cool ever. System. It's the coolest yeah. system ever. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I eventually got one, but I didn't have one, and I first played it at his at his house, and he had Metroid, yeah. and I was like, "This is uh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, th- this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen." And even as a child, I could appreciate like the atmosphere, the soundtrack, the fact that it was like a shooter, but not really a shooter. Yeah, like even even back then, it was like this is not really like what you think of with shooters because. I had plenty of experience with and they, those, and they at don't that point. make game. They still haven't made a lot of. Games there's still like nothing. That. There's still nothing like Metroid. It's insane, kind of. Yeah, like it's like such a unique, specific experience. Yeah, <laughs> that that like I still really like because now the remaster is out on Switch. Something I've been clamoring for for forever. Yeah, like I have the trilogy that came out on Wii. Because I was like, if I get really desperate, I will plug in my Wii U and I will play all three of the games again. Um, but luckily, I didn't have to. And I think 2 and 3 will probably come to Switch at some point, if I had to guess. I think there's rumors already of that. But they won't be like what this is. where Don't just be ports, you think? Yeah. Which, this, this is essentially still a port. It just um, looks better. Like, they, they fixed it up and cleaned up lighting and textures and stuff. Yeah. Generally, it's still the same game. I mean, all the bones are the same. The combat or the feel is the same. They added, like, one thing different that was added to the Wii version in the trilogy that I've never played. I haven't played this game since GameCube. It's been 20 years. Wow. So, like, that's also amazing is that it's been so long for me and I'm still, like, totally obsessed with Into it and it. loving yeah. it. yeah. Cause, cause I played through that game two, two plus times yeah. on GameCube, um, and it's it's amazing. I think that game is still amazing. It's one of my favorites of all time. It, I think it still works well. True story. As an experience. Most of my favorite games are all of all time are from the GameCube era. I don't know what that says <laughs> you about so? like. Oh, they are. That is that's yeah. the truth. Like I've sat down and like made lists, and it's like. 85% of that list are are GameCube era games. I mean, that era of video games is very important for me too. I mean, yeah. that's like I don't know if it, I was just the right age and like that's why I feel that way. That but, that's when I would say video games as lame as this is became a defining feature of my personality. Yeah. Like up until that point, it was just whatever I could get my hands on and, like, whatever I was allowed to get my hands on and whatever. But, like, that generation is when I started having some, like, money 
to myself that I could spend on things and, and like GameStop make decisions was a thing where you could trade and, stuff in and, and right I could trade st- I could yeah. make those decisions like I, yeah. I could be like I have this stuff I'm gonna do this with it and convert it into this like yeah like that was when I bought um well I guess yeah I was late to the party on no that would have been PS2 prior to that I had even done I'd done more to get a PS1 but yeah, I mean, it's just like Metroid Prime is like a distillation of so much important life events for me. Like, it's when I met two of my closest friends. It's when you and I yeah, became close. Like, so three of my closest friends. Like, it, oh, it's thanks. just like that. Yeah, Well, yeah, like that era is just so important. So let me ask you this, because I remember talking about this with you as a kid when we were playing Metroid Prime. Okay. Do you remember the fan fiction um, Samus Aran, Samus Aran story that was like on the internet that... Oh, yeah, I totally... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, I feel like I printed it out and I had sta- I printed a stapled copy of... Yep. Of, and it was, it was just I don't, uh, Metroid. I don't know what it's called. I can't look it up. I don't know up. how I we can't. found that. Yeah, like, I, I totally remember that because I was explaining that to some other friends. I was like, that Metroid is, like, one of the only things I've ever read fan fiction. Yeah, for. yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally remember that. And it was, like, weirdly mature. <laughs> like, it was, like, it was, like, really odd to read. Of course, because it's fan fiction. <laughs> And we were like thirteen. Our parents so like, didn't know what we were doing on the internet. They definitely hey, did we not could, know. We could about have been that. doing worse things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's still great to play. Yeah, I'm excited. I, like, I'm I am absolutely floored every time I see something in that game that I forgot about. Yeah. Like I remember a lot of it because I played it a lot and I spent a lot of time with it. I tried to 100% it back in the day, mm-hmm. which was really difficult without guides. Like yeah, we had yeah. game we had game facts and stuff, but it was like all text. Everything was text. I didn't yeah. have the strategy guide for that game. And I remember Are like, you going to 100% it now? I probably just will naturally because I want to play as much I just want to like do it and look it. for everything. I do have I do have some complaints actually. Yeah. I think I think Metroid Prime is essentially a perfect game. I'm going to say that from the jump. Because all of the complaints against it are like mostly because it's old. Yeah. There is one that I could be forgetting and maybe it happens later as you get all of the uh, upgrades. But even in Super Metroid, the map would note when you missed something in the room. So like you could go back and try and find what you missed, right? Uh, like, it would just be, like, a very generic marker. Like, the thing they like, added to Resident Evil when the the broom turns yeah. blue when you're done. I, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. so many, like, modern things yeah. do this now. And Metroid Prime does not have that. And they're big, and ma- they're big rooms. And it's a big and complicated game yeah, because it's yeah. in 3d and so you like spend a lot of time just humping around the room for no reason yes yeah and, and luckily they have the sound effect of there's it's that like wah wah like there's like a noise for when that, there's a nearby item yes okay yeah so there's at least a hint when you're in the room 
but that's it. There's nothing on the map, <laughs> which is really frustrating. And I don't think there is something later in the game that like you get that helps with that. I might be forgetting that part. Yeah. But I'm like I'm pretty deep into it at this point. I mean, I have most of the upgrades. Um, I'm just missing like one of the beams, one of the visors, and the grappling hook. What suit? And the gravity suit. Gravity suit. I'm still, I'm still, I'm like heading towards the gravity suit now. So, I'm like deep into it, and I don't remember finding something that pinpoints things on the map. Yeah. Like that. So that's like really my only complaint about it. (laughs) Um, Does it make you want to play Dread again? I will play Dread again someday. It's just, it's still like recent enough that I don't want to. Yeah. They just added Fusion to Switch Online if you have like the expansion thing. I played Fusion before I played Dread. Yeah. I haven't played Fusion again since Prime because Fusion was out around the time of Prime. And so was Zero Mission. So I haven't played those in forever and I really want to replay them but I would love to not play them on my Game Boy Advance. Like, that little tiny thing, playing Metroid 2 on that was, like, such a pain when I replayed yeah, I played, 2. I play, when, when Dread came out, I replayed all the Metroid games that I could get my hands on. Yeah. I, I, the only one I haven't played is Samus Returns. I remember talking to you about, hey, how do I... Right. Yeah, you wanted to borrow my 3DS, yeah, yeah. which was, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, I acquiesce to your uh, misgivings about playing the the game on the the uh, uh, yeah, Game on Boy the, Advance. Like I still have my SP, so at least it's like the backlit one and whatever. But yeah, because the one without the backlight, it doesn't matter like what no, angle you're holding. Yeah, at, you can't no see way. Anything. Yeah, no way. No yeah. thanks. It was fun. But, um, pull, it was fun pulling it out of my bag. Everyone's like, "Is that a Game Boy Advance?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing yeah. with that? Yeah, I'm playing Metroid. So yep. I, I got an excellent jumping off point from that. Okay. Uh, this year is essentially the year where I am just playing all the games from my childhood remade into yeah. brand new <laughs> games. Yeah. Um, Dead Space, you know, I, we just talked about my favorite era of games is from the GameCube era. Dead Space, one of those games. Favorite game of all time. Well, wait, Dead Space was 360 and PS3. Was it? Yeah, R- Resident Evil 4 was on GameCube, which is basically Dead Space. Okay, so then, good. Maybe little, maybe little bit uh, after. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, Um. so... Uh. Dead Space, the remake, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, I know I know they looked at how much success and how many sales Capcom got from remastering their Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. And they were like, totally, we could totally do that. We could totally just remake the game, clean it up, better lighting. Um, yeah. I don't, I played the game a couple times. But I don't really. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I can't tell what they've added and what they haven't. Um, yeah, I don't think I would be able to tell either. I haven't played that game since it came out. Uh, there's like some cool zero gravity sequences where you jetpack around and stuff. 
That yeah, that might be new. For I don't long. remember it being it controlling as well as it does. I feel okay. like I remember zero gravity sequences, but there's a lot of yeah. them now. Um, but an interesting thing while I'm playing this that I have come to to realize some thoughts that have crystallized with me is um i love the alien aesthetic of dead space yeah i think it probably went a long way for me when i had originally played it uh, i'm a big alien fan and you know heavily influenced by by that obviously and the thing and the thing correct yeah um so but playing the new remake of dead space I have realized that we have had a lot of good uh, games of a similar ilk since Dead Space. They've they've done over dead, the shoulder shooters. They've done Dead Space like quite a bit. Yeah, and I have played a lot of those games. Like yeah. I play survival horror games, two or three of them every year, and I feel like because of my familiarity with the genre with the set design with the gameplay it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's not blowing me away like it should like i don't want to sound down on it because yeah i'm not yeah and i'm and i'm and i'm constantly like this is awesome but also Mm -hmm. those other games that i played were awesome too and i i I don't know if it's like a, a thing where i'm just recognizing that or if you know, it's probably me recognizing that we got those games from this game, and I'm just, you know, playing through this game again is me, uh, like like realizing that that idea. But one of the things that keeps popping up in my head is like I played Alien Isolation. Um, yeah. Not not last year, maybe last like year, like two years. It was maybe two years. We definitely ago have now. it on one of our episodes. Um, yeah. Playing Alien Isolation. Yeah. But the the level design in Alien Isolation and Dead Space is very similar. Uh, in the game, it's a they're both survival horror games. You know, you're on a space station. The space station is is derelict, and yeah. and uh, the way that the lighting affects your vision, and the way they use the lighting for atmosphere, and the way they use fog for atmosphere, and all those things are similar yeah and so it just it just makes me appreciate alien isolation it makes me appreciate dead space but it also is like i've seen this quite a bit um yeah even even recently to and it, it also makes me think i need to pr- play pray but oh my uh, god you totally have to play pray <laughs> yeah <laughs> you totally have to play pray it just i don't i don't know what i'm trying to say other than like it's really good, and if you like those kinds of games, you should definitely play this. Uh, the sections of the game where the the um, there's like a hole that gets blown in the hull, and like all the the atmosphere gets sucked out of the spaceship, and it gets real yeah. quiet, and the sound changes, and like that stuff is awesome. And yeah. um, the new Dead Space. And the lighting is really good. Like you're you're constantly playing by flashlight, and that's usually like a really annoying thing in games. And it totally works uh, right. really well in Dead yeah. Space. Uh, so I that's remember, that's really neat. I remember Dead Space original being like 
totally mind-blowing visually. Absolutely terrifying in terms of a horror game. Yeah. Because of like because of that darkness yeah. and having to and like and and the fact that the monsters are so fucked up. Yeah, they're good. They're <laughs> like, gross. Like the the thing is still like a haunting movie. Like yeah. I just rewatched it last year and it's, it's still so fucked it's up and gross and disturbing and everything and so like I know that would still work for Dead Space. So here's the thing. I feel like that's where I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh, is that really? Because you're an adult now. It doesn't feel as terrifying. I don't know if it's because it's so familiar or if it's yeah. because I've played um, a similar amount of games or if it's because like the difficulty isn't as high as maybe it should mm-hmm. be. I just played on normal. I, I don't have a ton of time for games. I don't want to be retrying and retrying and retrying. No. Yeah, but, no. But there's like not a ton of enemies, like different, really? d- different, oh, different, yeah, uh, different I f- enemies. Feel like I could, I feel like I could rattle a lot of them off. <laughs> um, like different yeah. enemy types. I mean, right. And so I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's definitely. I, I I just have definitely had more jump scares and been more icked out by the Resident Evil remakes. By far, yeah. by far, yeah. than than um, playing through Dead Space. So so maybe maybe yeah. it's it's like compared to those, it's where um like in my head I'm, I you can only I can only like relate my experiences to what I've you know recently played. So maybe I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just comparing them. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I well I I haven't played Dead Space remake yet, and it's because of a few factors but one of them is i loved dead space one and two but i'm not like a super fan yeah and i'm not and i'm like playing other stuff but the big elephant in the room is that resident evil 4 is getting remade and you're hyped for that and i'm really excited for that and and i think it's out in like a week or two weeks it's very soon yeah as of this recording it's very soon and like Resident Evil 4, I think of way more fondly than Dead yeah. Space. I like Dead Space a lot, mm-hmm. but Resident Evil 4 is a watershed gaming moment. It yeah. is it is the it is the reason over the shoulder third person shooting became popular. Yeah. It is the reason Resident Evil is still relevant. Yeah. Like it's so important as a thing on top of being a really good game. So, and like a really cool world and cool characters and fucked up stuff. Like it's also thing like because of Las Plagas. Yeah. Like Resident Evil up to that point was not that. <laughs> like it was mostly just zombies and maybe a weird fucked up one off character or something. Well, there's a lot but, of like weird creatures, but yeah, you're right. You're right. No, yeah, I know. But like it, it's by for, for like four takes it into body horror. Yeah, into body horror. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And I just can't wait to play that. Speaking and because of, it's so soon, and I haven't got to Dead Space, it's like, am I even going to get to Dead Space Remake? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I want to, but so I don't So, I'll know. say this about Dead Space Remake. And it was the same way when I played the Resident Evil remakes, is yeah. having a game... Is Dead Space... Is that full Is that full price? Is it 40 bucks? I'm assuming it's full price i can't remember I what i look. paid for it but 
the one of the things that's so nice about it, so refreshing, is it just is like a really tightly designed linear game. Yeah, that's it's gonna not... take twelve mm-hmm. hours to finish, and I yep. cannot cannot emphasize how refreshing it is to just not have an open world that I got to go check all these objectives. I don't yep. have I, I collect all this stuff. Yeah, and they they even added some side missions so you can explore the ship a little more to the to the the new version the that new I don't one. think were in the original and you know it's it's simple stuff like uh, he's looking for his wife in the storyline so like go right. find some more clues about what happened to her mm-hmm. and I just you know at a time in my life where I don't have a ton of game time like I I've gotten fatigued recently on yeah. big big games and I kind of trying to step back from that a little bit cuz just cuz you know the amount of time I have to play week to week like it gets a little daunting to try and complete these forty plus, fifty plus hour games. Yeah. Um it's just so nice to have like a really tight sequenced uh all action cut the filler out of there yep. uh game. <laughs> and and I really loved the Resident Evil remakes for that reason and Yeah, they were tight generally I'm too. Experiencing even though you can, I'm experiencing yeah. that quite a bit with with Dead Space, so Yeah. I mean, Resident Evil 4 is going to be the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, no, is, that is It's nice. not the way games are designed tra- now. Now they certainly are not. So, no. so to have, and they're just remaking old games, to have games like that to play now that are new, that are still yeah. just how, it's like, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of, they're, they're having their cake and eating it too. But, but as a gamer, like, I want those things in my diet and, yeah. And, I like that, so. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, and I don't even have a kid yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I totally agree with that anymore, where we can maybe, we can talk about this two ways, but I don't know if you have more on Dead Space. No, I'm good. I'm done. I'm going to jump right to Resident Evil probably when I'm done with that, so I'll yeah. have the two back-to-back, which I don't know if is a good thing. I usually... That's what I, I was usually... worried about, too. Yeah. Like, going right from one game same game to the I, other. So like that's Dead Space has been good has been good enough that it's not gonna hurt the Dead Space experience and I'm confident enough in Resident Evil four that yeah. I don't think it will it will it'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's Capcom. The Capcom just they just do the that's my favorite developer, man. They just <laughs> I uh But what were we gonna say? We can talk about this multiple ways and then you I you can ask Well if I so didn't... it's it's really easy to to jump off of the the open world fatigue because I started Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. And I mean that is my takeaway of that game is You're just oh tired boy, of the, I'm tired, I'm of, tired big of games right. Yeah, I'm tired of the open world. So what did you right play now. before Horizon? What did I play before Horizon? God of War. Uh, I can look. Yeah, God of War which it sort ha- of it is has that. It, it has it yeah. has enough stuff. Yeah. yeah, it has enough, I guess. Um Yeah, I mean, I guess it would it would be God of War, but I did I wasn't like thinking for most of my time with Horizon, I don't and we can talk about it later, but like most of my time with Horizon, I was like I want to explore this world. So yeah. I wasn't like feeling the fatigue until like after maybe like 30 hours or so mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, I want to finish this game." And Which just is about it. where it hits you in God of War, too. Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Mm-hmm. But 
so like Hogwarts is I I really do not pay attention to the lead up to things anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though we do this and whatever, it's not like 2v1 where it was weekly and we needed to stay on top of news and stuff. So I really do not follow and watch footage let of me, like upcoming let me ask you games. This. Do you enjoy gaming more because of that? Do you like that? Are you um I think it's there's, uh, there's definitely going to be more surprises if you haven't seen footage right. or you don't know because I right. try I try to do that like if I know I'm going to play a game I don't seek out opinions I don't want to see no footage no I'm, I'm like I, that with everything yeah. that I like movies I like like if I know I'm going to invest in something then I want the I want the experience it in as much a vacuum as I can yeah it I I don't know that it affects changes yeah yeah how i feel about things other than it's more interesting to start something not really knowing much about it i guess like i don't know that it like enhances or hurts or anything really because i i used to really follow stuff and i would read a lot of reviews and i never really i and i've been very open about like i don't give a shit what people say about things it was usually just reading out of curiosity yeah it never like impacted decisions or anything like if a game got a bad score it wasn't like i'm not gonna play that it would have to be like broken for me to not play it but where i'm getting at with this is like leading up to hogwarts you know i wasn't looking at anything because initially i was like i don't care I don't think I care about that game because Harry Potter does not mean anything to me anymore. It's been a really long time since it has meant anything to me. And as we started getting closer to it, I was like, you know, I never watched all the movies. I I just didn't see all of them because I thought they were bad and I stopped watching them as a yeah. kid. I read all the books. I loved the books. Harry Potter was very big for me. And I was disappointed in the movies as a child when they were coming out. So, like, I was the target audience, and they didn't work. The age-old comparison of book to movie. Right. Only The only time it's ever worked is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings. And I would say Blade Runner. In hindsight, because I, I have read, I didn't read Blade Runner, so I have re- I have read the book, and and actually, I think A Scanner Darkly, <laughs> Philip K. Dick's other thing. I, I think Dune. Both was of those movie good, adaptations actually, are good. Too. I thought Dune was great. Like, I, I okay, I love Lynch Dune, and I like the new Dune. <laughs> so there are other examples for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you know, I rewatched all of Harry Potter with. So what, what's your opinion as an as an adult? I think they're bad, and not all of them. Generally, yes, I think most of them are bad. I really liked the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah. I thought Part it's Two was all action. Good. It's all the stuff that happens. In yeah, the it's book. all the stuff, and <laughs> and it's like the book that I'm least familiar with because I've only read that one once. I well, read the other ones multiple times. Yeah. Also, splitting the book into two movies meant that they didn't have to cut out half of the the uh, story. I have feelings about that. <laughs> I think the I think part one is a huge waste of time. Oh yeah, I mean it's all set up. It's yeah, like we were we were sitting there, and I was just like, nothing is happening in this. <laughs> there is nothing happening in this movie. There there's there's multiple times 
where people just stare at each other in silence. Is your fiance like a times. big Harry Potter fan? Was she, she she likes the movies. She yeah. never read the books. Okay. So like it was it was fun for her, I think, to rewatch them too because she had seen a bunch of she had seen the earlier ones a bunch. I can't. And then the later ones only like once. I can't fathom how it became so popular with people that only watch the movies. I know. <laughs> like, cause they are not very, they're fine. I know. And I think they're there's fine a lot visual people. representations of, of what the books are. Like, they're completely I, adequate. It's like, yeah, phoning yeah. It in. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. But, but I do think the movies have uh-huh. huge fans they, that they did not read do. them. They yeah. Like it's, do. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know. I don't get it. I, and as an adult, I feel like I can make a definitive statement that those movies are generally pretty bad. Yeah. Like, th- the whole time, even having not read those books in 20-plus years or whatever, I still was like, I remember this, 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 this. The movie does not explain this, 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 this. Yeah. I don't understand how anybody follows anything that's happening <laughs> in most of these movies because nothing is explained at all. Yeah. It's it's just whatever. You know, it was still fun to watch all of them. Mm-hmm. And it totally reignited my nostalgia 100%. Yeah. I was like, the game's coming out. Yeah. I We're play rewatching these. Yeah. I'm definitely playing this game. You know, like I'm definitely going to get. What this about game rereading the books? No, no. I've I want to read other stuff so much. Yeah, yeah. And I like understand. keep chipping away at other. Yeah, like it's it's like not a series that I feel like I need to revisit, even how long it's been now. Maybe someday. I re I reread them when I graduated uh, college, and I'll say yeah. as an adult, they still they still smack they're still good i'm sure yeah Yeah. i'm sure like it just doesn't seem like a series for me right now that i feel like i need to yeah i understand it's a big it's a big thing and there's there's so much good stuff like you'd be choosing right over yeah yeah i understand so the game um it definitely hits the nostalgia yeah like it (laughs) And and frustratingly, the whole time I'm thinking, well, here's this thing from the movie. Here's this thing from the movie. Here's this thing from the movie. Instead of like, like, here, like they had to include the movie things, or or what, what do you mean well, by that? Because because the movies inform the visual yes. perception yes. of Harry Potter now. Yes, like that's one thing I absolutely hate about film adaptations yeah they, from they take books. over the the um they ruin my they ruin my imagination yeah sort yeah of. yeah yeah and so like i'm totally thinking of it as parallels to the films and not the books mm-hmm. and 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 i think there's reason for that because the movies only hit certain high notes or notes because yeah. they're so short generally and oh, they're still three hours long. I know some of. I was surprised at how long some oh, of them yeah. are actually. But like those points that the movies make a make sure to hit are the same points that the game makes sure to hit. Yeah, like there there is a serious. I have a fundamental issue with the game, in that it does not feel like you are a student at Hogwarts. 
Oh. At all. It, it You are not a student at Hogwarts. Because you're just you killing are, so many people? You, you are an interloper exchange student that is, like, the the best wizard that the wizarding <laughs> world has ever seen, even more than Harry Potter. Like, it's so stupid. Like, I'm liking the game. I'll say that I'll say that up front. I, I'm liking the game. I'm enjoying it. I wanna I wanna play more of it. I will probably finish it. I might not, I don't know. It's like really dumb. Yeah. It's like a really dumb game. Like yeah. the premise is stupid. The you're a 15 year old, so you start as a fifth year. Like you're a fifth year that comes into the school, and everybody's like, "How did you start as a fifth year? Nobody does that." <laughs> like so it's I'm, like really I'm sweet. I'm, yeah, I'm it's like real sweet at magic. <laughs> well, that is essentially the story. Is that like I'm just like super good at magic. Like that's that's all it is. I'm super good at and, magic, bro. And like, would you, would you name these... your character? Your little wizard. It's me. It's oh, just me. Right, it's just right. Nick Reed. Cause and Ra- Rachel, my fiance, was like, "You just called yourself Nick Reed." <laughs> <laughs> Nick Reed, wizard extraordinaire. Yeah, like it. It doesn't sound like Harry Potterish at all or anything. Like, it, and it takes place in the 1800s, so it's like extra stupid. Because I don't know. It doesn't everybody... sound. It doesn't sound not Harry Potterish. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess read because a bunch of people's names are like puns on real words or whatever. But it's funny. Yeah. So you're this 15 year old like savant running yeah. around solving everybody's problems. Yeah. Never going to class, like doing literally whatever you want. There's no curfews. There's no time. You don't have to be anywhere at any time. And you're 15. Like, don't lose sight of the fact that you're. 15 and so, you're like running around doing literally everything that like adults apparently can't handle so real it's talk real ridiculous. quick though would you have rather had it be like a school simulator like persona yes yes you think that's yeah. more interesting i do think that's more interesting so like not to like really hold that against the game the game is what it is but I do that, think that I feel like the audience for maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the audience for that type of thing where you are balancing, yeah, um, yeah, monotony of classes with with the yes the, is like that's a hundred hour game, and the people that this is aimed at, yeah, they aim, are aim. not me, yeah. Yeah. Where I want to see, and it's like the highest single player ga- selling game of all time. It's it's doing very well this yes. year, yeah. Um, it's so that decision maybe wasn't bad, is what I'm getting at. But go ahead. I'm keep not going. saying it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's bad. I just think it would have been so much more interesting. Yeah, to for, lean into the the school thing. School, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what's like honestly, what's the point of setting it at Hogwarts as a student if and, you're not doing that? Yeah. Like yeah. you could have the point made is a video game. to the point is to tap into everyone's nostalgia to be able to walk through the halls and see the you can still do that the room of requirement and see the like yeah you yeah. could still do that though like make your character an adult that yeah, is a teacher at Hogwarts or yeah. is whatever at Hogwarts like the fact that they like the only reason they did you as a student is so they could do the sorting hat. That's the only reason. Like, you do the sorting hat thing, 
And it's like that's exciting because that's what everybody thinks about that are fans of the series. They could like, they could have done that without being a student. They could have like put a flashback in the game or something. There's a million ways to solve it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just it's just silly. It's like this like it's like this thing I can't forget about while playing it the whole time. Yeah. I'm just like, why are you coming to this 15 year old kid? Like. At least in Harry Potter, he had Suedo the narrative dissonance. Is that what it of is? Survi- yeah, it is. It is that. Is it called he Suedo had... narrative dissonance? Ludo narrative. Ludo narrative. Nobody, nobody really uses that term anymore either. It's been a long time. It used to be like rampant in talking about video games, but well, we, they just got beat into submission. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a huge deal. It's just like in the back of my mind this whole time. I'm like, this is so. You dumb. want the Harry Potter life sim? Yeah, and like I played person I played a good chunk of Persona 4 and I thought the 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 thing of Persona that's cool is the management of time. Yeah. Like you have to make decisions and build your character based on those decisions yeah. in a limited amount of time. Like that's really interesting. That's why it's, those series It's just are funny that you say you have open world fatigue and then you want the game to be <laughs> bigger essentially bigger in a different way yeah. because because hogwarts is totally just an open world like mess of a video game yeah. it's like here's a thousand collectibles flying around on your broom is awesome actually mm-hmm. it's a little wonky but it's cool but like here's like a thousand icons on the map and like they're all kind of just throw away repeatable things yeah and it didn't need that it really didn't need that you know and it does again it doesn't make any fucking sense that this 15 year old kid is just doing whatever the hell they want at any time like i understand it's set in the 1800s so maybe the school maybe school was not as strict Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's the logic i guess but it's just so i'm the whole time i'm playing it i'm like this is dumb as hell yeah so stupid like in a fun way but also in a dumb way. Yeah. Um combat is amazing. Really? Shockingly very interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best part of the game. Is like so you're there's killing so many... people as a 15-year-old wizard and that's the best part. <laughs> well, so you're killing bandits, quotes, dark wizards, quotes, and goblins. That's that's <laughs> so... okay then. Yeah, so it's okay. But, like, whenever you duel against other students, you kick the shit out of them. <laughs> like, you just totally destroy them. Um, But it's, like, really... uh, It's, like, really responsive. It's very interesting. You can do crazy combos. Like, all of the spells that you have at your disposal, like... It's just really neat. And like all yeah. you're doing, all you're doing is managing a cooldown of abilities. Like otherwise there's no mana because yeah. because in Harry Potter the magic doesn't make any sense. Anybody can do whatever they yeah. want at any time. Yeah. There's Which is there so, are there so are so funny. There are no rules. There are to no Harry rules. Potter's world at all. None. I feel like the movies expose that more than the books do because why isn't everybody just running around Avada cadavering like everybody? Like, why isn't everybody just murdering everybody at all times? Like, all of the dark wizards, why are they not just killing everybody they come <laughs> in? Like, everybody that they come in contact with, why aren't they just killing? That's a hard as spell as, to do, bro. But it's not, because all it all all the requirement is, is you have to mean it. And so, a lot of them mean it. Wait, <laughs> like, so there a are lot rules? of them... 
That's the only rule. They say that in the movie. Like, yeah, but that like, doesn't mean it's true. What? I just, I they just could have just put that in the movie. I don't know if that's they could have. I, I don't know if that's the from the text. That's what I'm saying. But I get, but what I remember, like people, the fact that people can apparate just appear wherever they want. <laughs> they can just yeah. do that at any time. Yeah. Why aren't they doing it all the time? Like it's like in in Hogwarts, you technically have to use flu powder. But I guess that's because they're not old enough to apparate. I don't know. It's just like, it's it's silly. We don't have to like deconstruct Harry Wizarding Potter. World or whatever. But it's I fun. am I am fatigued by the open world though. Like yeah. circling all the way around. Like I want to do stuff because it actually matters. Like all of your gear and um, skill points and stuff like really do matter in that game, which is nice. Yeah. So like you want to get stronger but at the same time i haven't really struggled with anything so coming off the back of horizon which has also has a fatiguing open world oh yeah it does um i bet that's not helping you at all not i bet it's not helping you go from that game to this game and have another world to uh yeah it's not probably i mean the biggest thing was horizon looks absolutely amazing and hogwarts does not not really look that good yeah i mean like parts of parts of the school look really cool yeah some some parts of that game do look really nice and and come together really well but generally it looks kind of bad yeah yeah my my thing with that game because i'm a i'm a professed harry potter fan too but all the footage i saw of that game was mostly mm-hmm. that it didn't look like that great of a game, just w- without the right. without the sugar coating of Harry Potter. Exactly. And they said open yes. world, and that was kind of like the death knell for like, okay, I don't, I don't need to. I mean, I'll, I'll check it out maybe at some point, but like my limited time right now. Plus, yeah, like, I, I don't need to play an average game just because it's Harry Potter. Like, not I, not to say yeah. that it's average, but you know, I just didn't. I, nothing that I saw was like, oh man, that looks. Right. I would not really tell anybody to play that game. Yeah. I mean, it's like pretty generic in a lot of ways. Like there's, there's some cool stuff, like there's moments, but surprisingly the, the key thing that's unique is the combat. Like the magic, because you have unlimited magic, it sets itself apart right away because every video game that has anything with ranged magic spells has a meter that you have to manage. Yeah. I can't think of a single example that doesn't have that. So it's sort of like a power fantasy in that regard where you can just zap lift people. people up, zap them with fire, ice, yeah. keep keep slinging spells at them, do like really crazy combos, fling them away, pull them back to you. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and it's like totally unhinged because you have no bar the only thing that you're managing is the cooldown of the spells themselves which is solved by the combo system because you want to do different things to keep the combo going which allows them to cool down and it's it's like really smart it's really good yeah yeah but that's it other than that and flying on a broom i guess flying on a broom's dope yeah do you have a nimbus 3000 no, this is in the 1800s, so like maybe uh, Nimbus, maybe Nimbus wasn't even established as a company yet. Yeah. Nimbus two. <laughs> yeah, I'll have more thoughts on that. Got, I'll probably finish it by the next episode, but 
you got the model T of the of the basically uh, yes basically the flying broomsticks yeah uh, so I um, the other game I've been playing uh, is Pyre it's uh, Super Giants yeah it's one of Super Giants game games probably it's most unsung most unsung huh yeah um it's kind of a weird game it sure is it's uh very west uh oregon trail yeah yeah it's it's very oregon trail instead of but when you stop at places instead of hunting you play handball yeah (laughs) yep and uh we're trying to get to they're trying to get to the commonwealth instead of oregon which is like all your people are cast out into some kind of exile in this this yeah. uh barren landscape and um it's kind of drip feeding like what is actually happening uh throughout the game um but essentially you're headed toward this back you're trying to get back to civilization i guess is how the game pitches it really yeah you're like undead sort of right um no you're just cast out that's it it's that simple right yeah i like it hints that it could be like some form of afterlife but i'm not sure that it is that's like, not I, that's not a spoiler also that's like Maybe I'm just forgetting or like thinking of it in that regard, but I I do remember just the like exile cast out. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. Uh, you're you are a reader, so like the player character is kind of like a narrator almost, where you're making yeah. all these decisions for a a group of individuals, and like you are told that you can't become free, so like you're only right. helping this group of of wagoneers. Um, kind of progress through the landscape, and then it, once you get to the end, there's a ceremonial handball game that you play, and if you win that handball game, essentially, <laughs> what you can choose one of the the bandmates, and they get their freedom. And yeah. so the game is built around decision making, and these handball games where there's consequences to winning or losing the handball games, and I'm assuming you be you will be winning or losing uh characters that you've invested in and spent time with yeah um yeah the interesting parts about it are those decision making and the character writing and just the general setting of yeah. of what actually is happening and what this world is there's lots of lore that you're unlocking um and and you're kind of discovering the reason why this these handball games these celestial handball games exist as yeah. as a, a form of uh as a form of redemption for the characters um in the story so i'd say i'm pretty into it uh i don't really love the handball games that much nope um, but like the game that it keeps, the game that I keep thinking about when I'm playing it is uh, Banner Saga. 
Like sure. uh, some of the decision making while you're traveling like feels yeah. similar to Banner Saga and like mm-hmm. I didn't like Banner Saga's combat either. Actually yeah. I think I like playing this game's we'll we'll call the handball it's more games active combat. for sure. Yeah, the yeah. active part of the game. Um yeah. I think I like this more than Banner Saga, so Okay. Um um we'll see if it if I get sick of it. Yeah over the course of the entire game. I don't know how long it is, but I've, I've, I've played the loop, the entire loop once. Okay. So you did. Okay. So you got to that point that this is where I stopped playing and did free someone. And then I've played enough to get back to free the second person. Yeah. And I haven't played that game yet. So I don't really know. Like I haven't lost any games yet. I know yeah. there are consequences to losing. They say that your story will continue. So I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I didn't lose either. Um, And so that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm interested and I'm intrigued to see, you know, what's going on, to see what happens to some of the characters. I am juggling very much like who, like, I don't know. I'm torn between who I want to to stay right. and want to go. So I feel like that's good. Like having that inner turmoil of, of, should I keep this guy? I want, I like some of the characters I want to stay with me just cause I want to see them interact more with people that are mm-hmm. on the, on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of them are weaker in, in the games actually. And I'm trying to be, uh, smart about who I, I exile because I want the stronger characters towards the end of the game when I think it's going to get harder. So yeah. like I'm balancing those things and I feel like that's interesting. Uh and then like the other thing is you know super giant games. The music's fantastic. Oh yeah, um, that soundtrack's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack's awesome and then yeah. I always forget because you know you see so much like I've seen so much footage of Hades but I haven't played it in a long time. Uh-huh. And like game footage does not do their games justice. They look so good. Yeah. Like art design wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just on your screen, um, it's just they just make cool games. Yeah, Pyre, Pyre's aesthetic is amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's super. And yeah, I feel bad and have always felt bad about not finishing that game, but I yeah. just really didn't want to do it all again. Yeah. Like, when whenever I found out that that's what it was about, and um, I just double checked my time. My time on Steam was five hours. So I really didn't play that game that much. It's hard but to it, tell where I'm at because I've been playing in offline mode yeah. while I'm at work, so I can't see what my uh, yeah, which is terrible. I, 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 I love that feature. I need that. Yeah, feature. it's annoying. And, yeah, <laughs> I just so. I just have it in my head that when I played Pyre, I played it for a long time, and I didn't, and that's why I stopped playing it was because I wasn't really enjoying playing yeah like i like i thought the game like the the moon ball game was like decent like i thought it had some interesting aspects to it and how the different characters did different things and how they moved and whatever like it was interesting but whenever it like kind of revealed what you were going to keep doing sort of i was like yeah, I don't not care. Into this. I don't care. Yeah, like so. I'm let me let me ask you this: not really did, you, into that. did you play enough to get back to the like main ball court again, or did you just no? Okay, because no. I had the same 
I had the same like. At oh, least I man. don't think I did. It's gonna be rough to do this like ten times. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but, yeah. but the the way they changed the game on my second time through was kind of nice. I was like, oh, oh man, okay. there's there's some good stuff that they threw in here. Some different decisions to make. They only yeah. made me play three games as opposed to playing every location all the way back up to the thing again. Okay. And and they hinted that it wouldn't always be, like it could be less than that. Yeah. And so like I feel like, uh, I feel like there's some time. Yeah. Like it's respecting my time a little more than I had initially thought when it revealed that okay you need to do this loop again. So that's I, good. I, I like yeah. that too. Yeah, that's. But good. we'll see. I don't know how many times I'll have to play the loop. I could, I could see it being a thing where I'm fatigued by it. Uh, yeah. Toward the end of the game, but we'll see. It was like this weird thing where, like, Bastion and Transistor were linear, so like I knew I was always working towards an end. Yeah. Pyre sort of tried to do the repeatable type stuff yeah yeah but it just wasn't like something i wanted add some decision making to try and keep you invested and make it more interesting yeah but i like didn't want to i didn't like the to keep the gameplay enough that i wanted to keep doing it and then hades is like all in on an action type thing that you replay a million times and like it was fun to replay because it was really fun to play yeah they hammered it out real nice yeah like pyres that's why i say pyres unsung because like I feel like it's the one you just don't think about like yeah. when you think about them. And I, when I played that, I'm pretty sure we were doing two V one when I played that. I can't remember. I just feel like all the discussion around that game was nobody finished it. Yeah. So like I wasn't alone in that, um, where, you know, I loved Bastion and transistor. Like, I wanted to finish them. I really liked playing them. Whatever. So both of those were like two hour games though. They were short. Yeah. In in the grand scheme of things, they're pretty short. Yeah. Transistor, I think, was a little bit longer, but I played Transition Transistor more recently. Didn't you did you play it on your phone? No, I played Bastion on my phone. You played Bastion on your phone. Yeah. yeah. Transistor, okay. if it was any longer, I would have been like, nah, I'm not doing this no more. I I think a lot of yeah I I hear that a lot is that like people didn't like that game as much as I did. I was talking I, to Josh about it more recently, and he said he tried to go back to it after Hades, and he's oh, like, well, I could, no. yeah, I it's not play the that. it's not the same thing. Um, yeah, the thing that's cool about Transistor is that, yeah, again they kind of established the mix and match all of these different abilities, and there's like a crazy depth yeah, to how to, they combine with each other. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not as active as Hades. Like it's not; it doesn't yeah. work the same. Yeah. So they announced they've announced Hades two. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? I'm not that interested in it. Really? You don't want to do another roguelike? I I I think it's because they establish themselves as we make totally new experiences for four games in a row yeah. that are like really unique and have really interesting ideas and everything. And now they're just doing a sequel because Hades was their most successful one. Yeah. And like, it's really cynical and 
Do you think I they get it, but... make new experiences every time because they want to make new experiences every time, or do you think they were making new experiences every time because they were trying to hit that? Uh, I don't know. Hit it's that good, mark. It's a good question. I would like an I would like no clip to ask them that question. Yeah, because um, I I hate... feel I feel the same yeah. way. Like Pyre yeah. is so interesting yeah. in what it is that it is a bit of a bummer mm-hmm. to know that they're just doing Hades again. But I do have a little bit of confidence in Supergiant as a developer that they yeah. will take that formula and add things to it that make it interesting right. and make it worthwhile as a sequel. Yeah. Um, so I, I would am, hope. I am yeah. cautiously optimistic about how how uh, what that game turns out to be. I still yeah. feel pretty fondly for Hades. Yeah, like I put I fifty Hades. some hours into it, and you know, I I won't go back to it because there's so much to play. But I could go back to it. Like I'm not, um, and that's kind of my yeah. That's kind of the thing in my head where I'm like, ah. but but to have another game the same formula doing the same thing, I don't, I don't know. Like another, another 50 hours on top of that. I'm not sure. It's not, it's not monster hunter for me. So I don't, I don't know. Right. Like I'm, I'm in the opposite boat where really loved my time with Hades have no interest in ever playing it like ever again. Yeah. And the only, and the only reason I would give to a chance is because, you know, they're a good developer and an, yeah. and an interesting developer. See what it so is. Like, yeah see what they do with it but they're doing early access again which is frustrating so like i don't know when two will be done and hopefully because they're doing early access though that like gives them a chance to like change it up yeah that's i mean i feel like i don't i I never played hades before it hit 1.0 me neither so i feel like the strength of that was probably because early access and i'm sure Supergiant feels that way too otherwise they wouldn't have done early access again for hades 2 probably um so but i have i don't think it's frustrating actually that they're doing it (laughs) i'm i'm encouraged by that because i feel like the end game is stronger potentially better because of it and i don't care about the wait like for them to develop it like now, there's en- there's enough to play that even if it takes five years of early access and then we get the game, then whatever you know what I'm saying. It's it's like this uh, like stuff like like indie indie games. The early access thing gets a little weird though because it sort of doesn't mean anything. Like games nowadays are updated constantly anyway. Yeah. Like. Even Monster Hunter gets content added to it over time as it goes on. Like, yeah. like so it's not really it's not like they're probably doing fundamental design changes at this point. You know, like it's still gonna be a rogue light game. It's still gonna have combat where you are tweaking abilities. Maybe they'll mess with the progression a little bit, but like they could do the same thing where it's like, here's the game, and then we're just going to add to it over time. And they don't call it early access, and it's the same thing, sort of. You know? Especially yeah. now that they have Hades 1, where, like, 
doing it for the first Hades where they were like literally making the game as they went. That's a little different, but now they have the engine, the gameplay, they have all the basic stuff yeah. like there, you know. So it's just a weird So what what your cynical take is that like they're just they want money up front or No, maybe, but also my cynical take is they're only doing it because they know the first one was successful. That's that's the cynical part is that yeah, they're but... not doing something new, they're doing Hades 2. So you think they would do early access just because the they're doing I think what they I did think early access one? is I think early access is a way to just fund it from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the that. only it's the only reason to do it. I don't necessarily dislike it. It's just like did you need to? Like I I don't know. It's I feel like early access should only be and I'm like assigning I'm attributing a definition of early access that yeah, is yeah. probably not fair it's but it's fine. just like it's an opinion i mean what yeah a different company just, can use a different like it doesn't have to and be everybody does all, everybody yeah, yeah. does it differently but it's just yeah. like what you want I, out of it i view it as like we're trying to prove that this is a good concept and we're building on it as time goes based on feedback where like doing a sequel for a game is a little weird yeah that way you know, like it it's a proven thing. You know what worked. You had all this feedback. <laughs> like what what is it gonna be now? You know? So it could be interesting actually. I mean it's I hard to know. It's hard for me to say I can't think of a sequel that's been in early access again. Off the top of my head. It's hard for me to say because I don't know what the development process for Hades was like, like how much they knew, oh, how much should, they You should watch the no clip documentary. Yeah. It's really good. But um, I don't know. I think it's an interesting question. I, I don't necessarily dislike the idea of we don't know what we can put into this game until we know how much money we have to put stuff into it. So using the early access model means we can kind of develop that in real time as opposed yeah. to... Like, I don't know. I just think that the end result is a stronger game. So it, I, it, does, it doesn't matter to me. Like, the I technically have the, only seen... I've only seen like off the top of my head a couple that I have played. Yeah. That have been that have gone through the process, I guess. Yeah. So I can't really speak to that. I yeah. guess. Um like Factorio, I'm still playing Factorio. I didn't play it in early access. I played it after it came out, essentially. And or like three or four months before it came out. And, like, that was a really long development thing, but they're still adding stuff to that game. Like, yeah. they're, they're still, you know, like, it's still being updated and fixed and all this stuff. So, like, that's where I just come back to it sort of doesn't mean anything anymore other than it's, like, early funding, kind of. Yeah. Which I get, you know, video games are expensive to make. Yeah. So, you know, if it could just be that simple. And that's I just fine. don't, just, I don't really I, I i guess i'm optimistic about if a game dev is developing a game with community feedback like you said it has to make it, it better yeah it, yeah it has to be better in my in my head like i yeah. I, I don't have an ex, i don't have data to point to to be like this always works or this hasn't worked yeah but just just that concept to me makes sense that we would have stronger products at least stronger um, in terms of what the player base for that game wants out of yeah. the game, mm-hmm. so 
I don't know. Yeah. I just think open communication is better than, like, in general. Yeah. Communication about what the product is and what's happening with the product, whether it's before 1.0 release or not, yeah. is is better for gaming communities. It's better for me, in my opinion. But, yeah. I don't know, just a interesting, you know, question, mm-hmm. I guess. It also is one of those things where, like, this why this is why I haven't played Dune Spice Wars yet, is because yeah. I'm not interested in engaging with the feedback portion of early access. Yeah, yeah, I Like, I want, I want the... You just I want, want the 1.0. I want the game. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I played a bunch of Valheim, which is still technically in early access, because, you know, a group wanted to play it, and I was interested enough, and, you know... But now I'm at a point where we stop playing it and like it's still in early access and like will I revisit it when it's done? I don't know. Probably not. And so there's so, like, a little bit of FOMO that you kind of sort have. of yeah yeah, yeah. I, underst- I understand that for sure. Yeah. So like I don't know. So how many people does that happen to? And you know, yeah yeah it's, yeah. yeah. It's probably not all positive experiences. I guess you're you're probably right with yeah. with how you're looking at that. I yeah. I have bought into Dune. I bought into Moonbreakers, which are two oh right yeah two games that are in um, yeah. early access and they're doing the development thing. And I guess for me, like I don't play those games. I I looked at them, mm-hmm. and um, I have the same feeling that you do, where like I don't want to invest in the game at this point because I don't want to yeah. miss out on things that they, I would have felt that way about Hades if they, for for instance, didn't have the writing when we were playing through yeah, the exactly. combat scenarios. Like Exa- I, I exactly. would have wanted that in my right. experience to play Hades, but right. I do like the idea of, you know, I'm, I, I think this thing is cool. I'm going to, I'm going to support it. I'm going to pay this yeah. price, uh, yeah. which is, is t- typically lower. Usually right? cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. There's, just however you look at it. There's, I've, I've got two hours in both Dune and... I don't even think I ter- have two hours in Dune. i got two hours in Moonbreaker and, and... Yeah. You know, I turned Dune on and looked around at it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just they're just things to mess around with as opposed to invest in at the at this stage. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do think... I do think that part of... Part of... Like, I like having those pages on my... Like when I turn Steam on and it's like says this game got an <laughs> update is, yeah. and they have like the oh we added this. It's cool to it's cool to see like oh this is how this game is being built in real time as yeah. a person who has already I'm I've, I've invested my money into the game already. So like I have a vested interest in what yeah. the end product is going to be. Yeah. Um so that's kind of neat. It's kind of like uh, fighting games, which I'm going to make a weird jump here, mm-hmm. but they release character trailers all the mm-hmm. time. And like, that's how they build to the release of a fighting game is you get, here's this character, here's this character, here's this character. And they're just like one minute clips of like what that character can do. But mm-hmm. that is really effective for me as a person who knows he's going to get into the game just to like, tease what the game is and yeah and uh i don't know yeah. i just i like that part of getting hype the hype the hype train i don't know yeah i don't yeah i don't want to not trying to tear down early access i guess 
It's just yeah, it's all good. I'm yeah. not. I didn't get that impression from you. But, yeah. Uh, the only thing I have is Street Fighter Duel, which I don't think I would recommend to anybody. I just think it's an interesting <laughs> uh, little thing. If you yeah. watched any of the Capcom Pro Tour, they were advertising for it out the wazoo all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only available in China. And then China came and destroyed everyone in the Pro Tour finals. So the, <laughs> the joke was that it was because they had access to the mobile game that they were doing that, so well. That is funny. But uh, it's yeah, it's, it's like a gotcha style. Um, you get trading cards, or not trading cards, you get you open a pack and the, yeah. the Street Fighter characters come out and then yeah. you level up each character and you can play with like four or five of them at a time and like do combos with their special moves and you're beating up like yeah, bad watching. guys and, and different different uh different things. It's 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 fun as a fan of Street Fighter and I'm plugged into the uh Street Fighter community pretty hard just because I play fighting games and everything and so it's been a it's been a thing I've seen a lot of conversation about, so I I had to check it out, but Oh my god, this looks so much like Marvel War of Heroes. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's similar. Um but I'd say that if I'm playing any mobile games, Marvel Snap is still the one that you should be that I that I would rather spend time with. So. Oh yeah, I would definitely just be like play Magic Arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I kind of appreciate that I went through that with Marvel War of Heroes, like because you got like, your one, you got your one in. Now you know what a, that is. Yeah, it was such a specific experience with a game and a mobile game and whatever. Like it was I look back on it both in disgust and with nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the closest um, you've ever been to a Marvel product? Is it the most hands on you've ever been? Yeah, definitely. I mean Yeah, definitely. Like I liked X-Men back in the day. I watched the cartoon. I watched the Spider-Man cartoon. But I didn't really, like, care that yeah, much. Yeah, it just and it was on. Yeah, it was just, like, a thing. And, yeah. you know, I watched the movies up to a certain point. But, no, War of Heroes was, like, that was the most exposure to the deeper Marvel, like, universe that I got. Yeah, the deeper Like, that's lore. why I know... I would say that's why I know basically anything about who's Marvel. The, is Who's the, the uh, deep-cut... Most deep cut Marvel hero or character that you know? Off the top of my head, um, like I remember being totally surprised that there was a Morbius movie. Okay. Because I remember getting a car, like Morbius was in War of Heroes, and I was like, what the hell is Morbius? Like, what is that? I've never heard of that in my entire I believe, life. I believe Morbius was in the Spider Man cartoon. Really? The 90s one. Yeah, I think he was, but I could be okay. wrong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I remember that one being, like, I'd never heard of him. Um, Wasp, I'm just thinking, just pulling, just plucking out of the air. Wasp, I was like, what is Wasp? Um, I'm sure there's more. But, I mean, all the ones that, like, everybody is familiar with were all the good cards. So, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't too crazy, but, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
we talk about war of heroes on some of like our earliest 2v1 episodes if anybody's curious cool i think i think alex was still playing it when we started 2v1 which is like hilarious because it was years after still addicted the peak of it yeah yeah um should we talk about horizon uh i would just like to hear maybe why you soured on it at the end of it and maybe a little bit of your final thoughts okay uh, we don't have to if you were yeah no we can't like we've gone let's, a little long no we're i mean we're good time wise i mean let's just i don't have I guess, anything else that i want to cover really mean me neither because i've really only been playing hogwarts and metroid basically so yeah um yeah so i guess from here on out like spoilers for horizon forbidden west um which might matter because it's on one of the playstation plus tiers now i think so you can technically like stream it or whatever um yeah like it's it's really hard because i was really into that game i was like really into it and then I had time away from it where like we went to LA for like four days and I came back and was like, I don't really want to play this anymore. Yeah. Like I, I really don't care about any of the extra stuff. Um, I did all the cauldrons because the cauldrons are cool. It's one of the only like unique side things. So tall I did necks. all of those. You did the tall necks. Did too, all of the you? tall. I did all of the tall necks. I appreciated and, in this Forbidden West how they made because they didn't do this. All the tall necks were a different puzzle as opposed to just yeah. find out how to climb it. Yeah, same they with were. the cauldrons. The cauldrons were different. They were all different. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that well as a thing. As a thing in the first one, from the first one. Yeah, and and like just overall, Forbidden West is like amazing. It's it's amazing. Like yeah. the 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 care and thought and everything put into that game is incredible. You know, it's undeniable. Um yeah. unsung. Yeah, and and unsung, but like I kind of get it cuz again, I wouldn't really recommend anybody play it. Like it yeah. was it was uh it was really interesting cuz I've met a couple people like new people, like some of Rachel's like extended friends. Um their their like partners were playing Horizon like they were they were like first experiencing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was just like, and I'm like, yeah, just recently, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing Forbidden West now, and they're like, should I keep going with Zero Dawn? Like I was asked that two different times from like two they, different people. They weren't they weren't into it totally, and they uh, yeah, I've yeah, that's interesting because I've I've tried to. Um, Zero Dawn was the game that inspired me to play Monster Hunter. Monster right. Hunter I brought to my friends, Harsh, Ty, a couple, couple of my, and we played that and we all loved it. But yeah. like, I've tried to like talk to Harsh and be like, dude, you got to play Zero Dawn. You got to play this. And he's like played the beginning of it, like probably two or three times and he's never played it. And I'm just like, yeah. why won't you, <laughs> why won't you do this? There's right. just something about Horizon that Weird. is off-putting. There, there's there's something about it that like makes you question: Is this worth playing? Like it's like this 
universally agreed upon thing in my small sphere yeah. of life that I have encountered with everyone. Like yeah. everyone is like, you know, there's some cool ideas about it, but I don't know if I want to keep playing it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, that I get it. Like I totally get that. And I played both of them and finished both of them. And I agree. <laughs> like it's, it's just like this, there's something about it that just isn't totally there. Like there's really cool parts, really, really cool parts, literally parts of machines, but something about it just doesn't click or like after a while you, it, it just it starts loses to itself or it's a, yeah. Or like, and you're just like, I got to finish this because I want to, I put this time into it. I've invested this much in that. I want to, I want to see the Yeah. Finish. And I still, I still like the fiction, you know, yeah. like, um, I wanted to finish Forbidden West because I was like, where is this going? Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's humans that managed to get away from earth and lived the whole time. Like it's yeah. not their ancestors. Like they managed to become immortal essentially. And I really wanted to know how. Yeah. So that was why I finished the story. And I don't know that I really like what it is leading up to for a third game. What do you think it is? Well, they said what it In is. Space? It's another machine. It's another machine. <laughs> it's like a it's like a universal uh, mind machine from the uh, what were they called? The Zeniths. They they tried to make themselves truly immortal, like digitally immortal. Yeah, yeah. And it turned into a self-aware amalgam of all of their lived experiences that somehow is strong enough to become world-destroying and chasing them across the galaxy. Like, it was just like a big leap where I was like, what? What? What is? What are we talking about? <laughs> so, where do you think the third game takes place? I guess is what a. It's still on Earth. I mean, that's where the second game ends, unless unless the DLC that's coming out is going to be like, yeah, maybe we should like go to space, try to go to space or something, and like something about that leap of the fiction of Horizon, where they're all still very tribal, stuck in stuck in their ways of like her Aloy and like four other people are aware of higher intelligence and everything like, and machines and, and what the world used to be. If it jumps to like space shit, that seems, that seems like a really big jump. I must want me. it to go there. I mean, I, I would be curious how they justify it or how, you just, we just have had a hundred hours of tribal stuff, and I know. And so I, know. Like, I, I don't yeah. know that I would need more. Like, how are they going to do well, more? That's. I don't know that I care about a third game. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing is like. But I, if I they mean, go to space, aren't you like? Well, I am curious about how they do this. Yeah, but do As I need to play? If there's more tribes, then you're like, well, do, I kind of know what that is. Do I need to play it to know how they do that? <laughs> like, that's the that's the thing is like, what if you're interested in the fiction enough? I guess what it, what is that? What does that third game look like? And and what is it? And 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 I would say, at the end of the first game, I was still interested in the fact that the cliffhanger of the first game, like 
Hades felt, got away. It felt, yeah, it felt like uh, appropriate and like yeah. believable and on the yeah. level of what the world was and stuff. And and then you go to the end of this one and it's like, well, actually there were these humans that survived for a thousand years and they were so smart that they figured out how to basically become immortal, but they still destroyed themselves with technology somehow, which is really weird to me. <laughs> and like that technology is so, so, so powerful that it destroyed their entire civilization. Like the fact that it leads Aloy and crew to think that they're going to be able to stop it is like really unbelievable. Like yeah. it's, it's like really hard to imagine, I guess. Um, so it it just was weird. I, I I the ending of that was just so weird to me. Um and that's kind of why after thinking about it, I I guess I soured on the game a little bit. Yeah. But um I can understand I don't, I don't know. the not play like being really into it and then taking time away. I just I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like this that's where I mean that's where I'm at in my life. Like I loved every minute of God of War that I played, but being that I couldn't play consistently. Yeah. Like it's just I, I just don't have the ability to chip away at games. Like I I I mean I've never liked that. But like yeah. I need I need I'm playing at this point to feel things. Like I, yeah. I want I want to be moved in a way yeah. do you know what i mean and yeah. when i take too much time in between my play sessions then i lose that investment of like i don't care about the characters anymore or i don't and so then it just becomes like gameplay things and if i'm yeah. only playing for gameplay then there's like a select few games that i i want that for and yeah. it's not it's not a lot of games and so it's just yeah. like a I'm an adult now. I have a job every day. I have things that I'm doing and it just is getting harder and harder to like to just keep up really with with yeah. uh, with the things and that's I it hurts me to say that. And like I made fun of all the podcasters that I used to listen to because they would echo that in their like coverage of games. I'm like no one's playing these games. No wonder they don't like no yeah. wonder they don't like yeah. them, <laughs> but yeah. I just I don't know I I, I don't like know certain... I'm not saying that you are are experiencing that, but like that's what it sounds like to me when you ha- we I, we went to L.A. and then I came back and didn't want to play this game anymore. It's like not a knock on the game. It's just like, well, uh... I I do think personally it kind of is because like the spell was broken. Yeah, and that doesn't really happen to me with too many other things. Like if I don't like something, I'll drop it. You know, yeah. it's it's not a huge deal to me at this point. Like, I'm already thinking, like, am I done with Hogwarts? Do I want to keep <laughs> yeah. playing Hogwarts? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just go to fine. LA like, and then you'll be done with it. <laughs> yeah, that that I'll know for sure. I'll take a trip and make sure I'm done. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. It was just like, I mean, I I know in the back of my mind when I was playing Horizon that you enjoyed it. I was like, I liked it. I like parts of this. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm forcing myself to play this game. I, I like, mean, I got to that point with Horizon 2. I think it's awesome. I, this is just like probably part, 
way our personality how we look at things how we we yeah. do things in life which we're differencing but i definitely had the same experience that you had where i got to the end of the game and i was like i i need to finish this and it's yeah. just like ah, like it, it, yeah. it became work so yeah. i mean you could be right about it it there is something in horizon that like it it, it just doesn't have the the it factor i don't, I don't know what the what how to describe it but to yeah me, it's just like where i'm at in life i think is is i don't know yeah i just i i think i want horizon to be like a better i and i don't remember it much with zero dawn but like i'm i was very upset in forbidden west with how you can never upgrade anything unless you go out of your way to do it and that's frustrating that's like really really frustrating like in a, in a role-playing game like a, a standard modern thing where you level up you mean like the parts stuff. were too rare yeah you... like you don't you don't naturally encounter them well like, you know why because it's a monster hunter game it wants to be a monster hunter game well i think you're supposed to target them parts specifically when you're oh, no, in no. combat oh you do you do uh there were multiple monster types i did not fight and would not have fought unless i sought them out like oh, okay, yes like yes, upgrading yes. certain e- upgrading things yeah, that were you need like, to seek them out and then and then yeah. target the part on them in order to in which order targeting to... the part is totally fine it's yeah, the yeah. fact that like you don't you don't you don't naturally encounter a bunch of these things to like have those parts on hand even if you are targeting the part like every time i I fought something i would look at it and be like oh i bet this is the rare thing yes that's the rare thing i'm gonna make sure i get that thing and then when i would go to upgrade a weapon three of them i didn't have it or i needed more of them or whatever and it's like the progression of role-playing type stuff yeah you want you want to be is like you should kind of to get you on the treadmill you should have some of it you know let me let and me i ask had you this. like none of it in forbidden west let me ask you this do you think that like so you said you 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 didn't naturally come across the the enemies that had this part that you need so that's why you didn't have enough that's what you're saying right generally yeah so either the solution is to make you come across those enemies more which is like isn't that increasing the length of the game or making the game like isn't it isn't it an accessibility thing to not force you into these encounters in terms of like um they make it optional so if you want if you want the upgrades then you can go do them yourself if you don't want them then you don't have to so isn't that a better isn't that better than having to so i actually got to a point in that game where i felt like i was a weak bitch (laughs) yeah because you weren't doing any of the extra stuff well i was doing side quests like that's what i mean is like i was doing some of the side like i was going out of my way to do extra stuff i I understand what you're saying but i wasn't just mainlining it i feel like the narrative in the game is that when the the people that did all the things got overpowered i did not get overpowered and i and i i had most of the skill tree unlocked too yeah i i i pretty much unlocked a majority of the skill tree, which by the way, a dog is barking. I can't hear him. You're all good. The skill tree sucks. 
The skill tree sucked. Like yeah. it didn't feel like anything there's, was valuable there's, at all. There's too many in, in in there's too many games now that do skill trees that are like plus two percent damage, plus two yeah. percent speed on your roll, plus two yeah. percent slowdown, yeah. and like those unlocks should just naturally occur as right. you as you play a game. Those shouldn't right. be choices that you're making. That's how uh, Cyberpunk was too, and I didn't love that skill tree either. But um, right. yeah, funny that's enough, a, that's Hogwarts's uh, skill tree is amazing. Cool. It's really that's a, good. That's a game design thing that's pl- plaguing the entire. Like that's yeah. That's seven out of ten games that I play yeah. in a year where they do that kind of incremental uh, skill tree upgrade thing. And I, I I think the skill tree has become like a thing that is in every game and that every game feels like it needs. And so yeah. they, they hammer fist the, the, it's a fighting game reference. They hammer fist the, uh, <laughs> the, like the way that you upgrade into the skill tree. And it's just, it's not, it's not good. So I, I agree with you, yeah. with you on that, but, but it your just, play time is very short compared it is to short, what, what most, but people I did, say. I did and a lot of the side quests. I'm not saying like, you didn't. I just, so like where, where, where in there, what didn't I do? You I don't know. know. Like naturally, I'm... like nat, like naturally playing the game. It just that's the part that I'd like kept thinking about. I was like, man, I'm like not just mainlining this game, and I don't yeah. have anything, and I can never make my stuff better. And like, I'm trying to engage with the things. Like, I'm using the different weapons. I'm really trying to like force myself to use all the different weapon types and element yeah. types and whatever. But they're all weak. Because I can't upgrade them, because I haven't come across these monsters, and I need this one specific part that like, uh, it, it just was, it just was a bummer. It never felt like I was. I think you can trade for some of those rare parts. I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up, because um, I remember one day I was like, there has to be a vendor. A way, yeah. There yeah. has to be a vendor that sells rare parts. And when parts. you looked it up, was there was there not? You couldn't. No. No. Wow! It was um so certain so the vendors highest, the highest tier stuff you couldn't you couldn't not do. that like, I could find immediately like not yeah. that I could find googling like I was like how do I get this part and it was like you go fight this machine <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't this vendor sells this sometimes like they were it was well, like, couldn't you just fast travel and fight the machine then though or you didn't want so to do that technically you had to reveal so one thing that I'll give the game credit for is that you could create a quest in quotes to to make your way to the part that you need so like on the map as you reveal parts in the map you're revealing areas that certain machine types exist in mm-hmm. and as long as you found that you could go into your weapon upgrade see that you don't have a part and it would say like create quest or something mm-hmm. and then it would track it would give you yeah, a tracking where you need thing to go to where to you need the- to go so like definitely nice, definitely a huge quality of built life into the game to do that built into the game. What if you didn't find that machine? <laughs> then you don't know where to go. Then you look up. Then I just looked up on the map, like on the internet, where does this machine occur in the map? And I revealed most of that map, and there was still like some foggy parts that I just never side quest didn't take me through main quest didn't take me through like i just didn't get there so like i had to look up where to find that thing so like 
it just it has the things to do it and it's not terrible it's not like it was like this long time just more time thing. investment it just felt like once it just felt like more. man i've been playing this game for like 30 hours and my bow is at the second upgrade out of five or six or whatever like that just doesn't feel right there there's like a fundamental part of that that doesn't feel right other than horizon is sort of like monster hunter like that's the that's the only like fallback is that it's sort of like monster hunter and that you have to target what you're fighting and what you're trying to upgrade and whatever and i just don't think horizon wants to be that experience like it's a triple a story driven thing with a really crazy big open world and the combat's it's, not as fun. Not it is, fun. yeah. It is. It is not a Monster Hunter experience. It's not yeah. that. So like, yeah. It's like this thing that just feels incomplete, sort of. So, but you know, I went out of my way towards the end of that game when I knew I was going to do it. I was like, I need to upgrade my armor and I need to upgrade my main weapons like one more time. I I have to do that because I feel yeah. so weak i see i feel so ineffective against everything did it and help? I, I, it did made a huge difference oh, wow. like it made a huge difference and that's what bothers me is like i should have i don't know they, they sh- want you to play the game more yeah i guess and like that's you know i don't know some self-awareness of like people don't finish video games like it's like a it's like a rule of thumb in in game design is that People do not finish games. Hardcore players, which is still a small percentage, finish a game. A lot of people do not. Like, we are yeah, out of the ordinary. Know. What point and are you so, making with people don't finish it? Where, where are you going with that? I don't, I don't know. People don't. The fact that people don't finish games is because they hit barriers. They hit barriers to progress or something. Something doesn't work that stops them from continuing. It happens... Much more than you're probably aware. Like, I love, like, when I hear telemetry of, like, 30% of people have this trophy that is main story trophy this deep into the game, you know? Because a lot of people just don't get that far. And so, like... I think there's an interesting, like, question, though. Like, just because people don't finish a game... Like that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a failure on the developer's part. I do think that in in some in some like way something something is not correct that it didn't mm. it didn't like it's interesting make, to me it didn't that you would make somebody want to like keep engaging with it. It's know? interesting to me that you would measure the success of the game based on how uh, based on what percentage of people finish the game. Look at Elden Ring. Elden yeah, Ring look, has a crazy high s- f- completion rate. Like, really the, uh, out of the, the ordinary. Do the Dark Souls games at large have that high of a completion rate, though? No, but I think Elden Ring fixed some parts of the Dark Souls series. It made it easier to complete. So, do you think Breath of the Wild has a really high comp- completion rate? Or like Mario know. Odyssey? I don't know. It, that's an. I, I'm not really saying one way or the other. I would. I certainly would not measure a game based on that, unless it's like a like a game like Horizon. 
I feel like the length of that game, the amount of game that's in that game, it's natural for there to be people that don't finish it. Like yeah, a game, I know. A game like I, Dead yeah. Space, I would say, okay, yeah, we should measure Dead Space based on how many people finish it because it's a very – or like Pyre maybe is a better – Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a case-by-case basis for me, I guess. It It, it um, is, but I guess the point is just like – Horizon specifically, sticking with Horizon, is that it doesn't give you the tools to, like... To just mainline and ignore the rest of the game. Yeah, That's what you're saying. Yeah. And, and like, going out of your way to get... I, I don't know. It just doesn't... But Something about it is not... But it does working. give you difficulty sliders that you can adjust oh, sure. if you want to do oh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, of course. So, I still I still try as much as possible yeah, as much as possible to like what is the default thing? What is the yeah. default experience of this game? Like what is, what do the developers think is appropriate for this game, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't I would say, say that game I would was necessarily say... hard. It was just more man, you're really ineffective. I would at, say the developers points. default experience is they want you to engage with, <laughs> yeah, buy the game, and they, they just like, want you to buy the game. The baseline difficulty they want you to engage with a good majority of everything in order to, and if you don't want to do that, they expect you to adjust difficulty settings. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I just had never like experienced. <laughs> that kind of somewhat I'm I'm maybe being too hard on it. Yeah, I think so a little bit, but that's alright. Well, right. well cuz like it just feels like in 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 a high profile like major budget game like that that is meant to sell to millions of people. It's not just some niche thing like Souls kind of was until Elden Ring. Yeah. Like they're they're aimed at a at, at appealing to the mass. I mean, I, I agree. So with it that. should be it should be like quote easier to get strong. Like it sh- it should be like it should be simpler or something. You know. Yeah. Like in God of War, God of War, I had like seriously yeah. major improvements yeah, to all, all of time. my shit all the time. all the time. Yeah, like yeah. all the time, I was getting stuff. So like that's a perfect example it's not as open as horizon obviously but but they still like they point you and make you get major upgrades to stuff they fulfill the power fantasy and and power creep uh better in a better in a way that was more satisfying to you than than horizon did yeah i i can see what you're saying i i didn't have the experience of i'm too weak so like it's hard like and I but it just for, felt like I was never doing for like anything. Sixty percent of the game I was doing everything. So not every every little thing, but like yeah. doing a lot of the stuff. So I didn't have the like oh I need I don't know that just wasn't my experience. But it's it's it is an interesting question in terms of like where do we draw the line? Where should they draw the line as game developers in terms of yeah. what do we think is necessary? Did and you max out any is, of your weapons? No, or I, like armor? I got to a certain point and I was like, okay, I, I, I'm not 
I feel myself falling away from this game, and so I yeah. need to just start focusing on. I'd be on, curious, like what level your typical stuff. But is I, at. I never adjusted. Um, I never adjusted any of the difficulty sliders or anything like that, and I don't remember. Yeah, the having, only. Yeah, I don't remember having any issues in combat or anything. Like I, the just, thing, the thing I did do was do the unlimited slowdown, because like. That's uh, the part yeah. that's like fun about fighting. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to like pinpoint the things, so I turned that on for sure. I did do like banded camps and like other things that I don't, I don't know what they would have rewarded, but I, yeah, I don't know. They never were. Not that I can recall, were like super rare monster parts in bandit camps. Maybe you'd get like one in the last chest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. I had some of that stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um What are you playing next? Hogwarts? You finishing Hogwarts? You yeah, gonna Zelda- Re- you gonna get Resident Evil on uh release? I might because it might be a good excuse to like stop putting time into Hogwarts. <laughs> you don't think two weeks so you'll be done with Hogwarts? I don't know. I might. I mean I'm I have like ten hours in it, I'm not that deep, but I think it's pretty long. Are you still so, enjoying Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise? I see you play, playing that with your game. Yeah, we're still we're still chipping away I, at that. I always think to myself when I see you guys playing that, it's like, oh, I get, I'm sad I don't get invited to the hunts. I mean, we have four people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to um, be involved in all the hunts is all. Yeah, we're doing the uh Do you Do you want them to announce stuff. a new uh, Monster Hunter game this yeah, year? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for another, a new one. Yeah. Would you jump right into it? Yeah, probably. I mean, oh, I have like a yeah. hundred plus hours in Rise now, so Monster Hunter's think, the best. Think I've seen quite a bit of that at this point. I could be ready for a new. Are you still? Are you still rock? What are you? You still doing? Uh, Charge Blade. What are you playing with? Great Sword. Great Sword. Um, I was doing you, the Switch. Have switch you quested again, some but... some different weapons a bit at all? No, I don't really care. That's the I I totally play Monster Hunter the way that you're not supposed to. In that I kind of just like hammer it away at it. I like just swinging the sword at things and like tweaking my stuff. Sometimes that's that's all. I don't do any research or plan too hard or whatever. You know, it's I'm just there to swing a thing at a monster. <laughs> that's that's kind of it. I I go yeah. the 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 fundamental as or experience of monster hunter actually goes a long way for me i mean that's so. okay that's good game design it, it, that it appeals yeah. to uh appeals to casual and and hardcore that's yeah it's maybe what we want out of out of horizon is what you're is what you're trying to say maybe yeah maybe. i mean i would i would be curious about a co-op horizon well, the, sort of. there is a multiplayer version of Horizon which I that's don't, supposed to come out. Yeah, is I don't it? know what it's going to be. <laughs> I thought they said it was Monster Hunter. Oh, I don't know. I thought they said it was like Team Takedown. Because I was wondering robots. how like slowdown and everything would work with other players. Yeah. Like, that That's the part that like sort of doesn't click with co-op, but yeah. Maybe they just won't have the slowdown. Oh my God, trying to target stuff without slowdown. I would never want to play that game. <laughs> never. No, thank you. Just be beating on it with your staffs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we should. Uh. I'm. I'm curious about what that looks like. I just. I still only want to play Monster Hunter in terms of Monster Hunter games. Yeah, I put Wild Hearts on my list 
to maybe it's check on, out it. It's on my wish list too. Some point. I've seen it get some positive feedback since they fixed some things, but yeah, yeah, maybe later this year or when it's like really cheap. I don't know. Um, but Zelda's coming out soon. Generally, I think May. May. Yeah, that feels sooner than it actually is. May. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, do you think it's gonna run okay? What do, do you worry about that? I'm not really worried. Do you think about Nintendo that. has plans for another Switch? Maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> it's possible. I would assume they're gonna just do something like that again, but like upgrade the current Switch. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they do too. They've done. T- they've done too much porting to the switch to just abandon to the, abandon uh, it yep and i think i think nintendo is a safe company so the safe thing to do yeah yeah would, would be, be to upgrade the hardware and to just going. make a slightly better thing that is already yep. what is very successful yeah that'll play both old old games and new games on yeah yep that's what the wii u was which was a disaster <laughs> so who knows maybe they don't maybe they maybe they won't maybe that isn't considered a safe move from them but yeah yeah maybe they'll think have second thoughts i don't know yeah but um yeah is there uh do you think we should wrap this one up yeah i'm good i'm i'm ready for resident evil 4 me too uh i don't know what else i'll be playing i'm still i'm still going to be in fighting game mode and then I'm I'm heading into an outage. Um so maybe your next episode might not feature me. Uh-oh. I'll have to do some work. Yeah, okay. We'll see. I'll be I'll be working from I think it's a, beginning of April till mm-hmm. beginning of May. I'll be on the 12-hour 6 to 7 days a week. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so well, we'll see what the next episode brings. I'm not sure. But, um, all right. Yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Thank you for listening. Check out Keep- our uh, our store. There's a link in the episode description if you want some swag. I'm going to um, buy a sweatshirt since we got snow again. Yeah. Yeah, it snowed here today, too, actually. It's because um, we didn't get any cold weather in February, so now yeah. it's all coming in March. Yeah. Um, that's all the announcements I have. <laughs> so, the major announcement that we had came right at the top of the episode. That was at the top of the episode. Yeah. Even Stevie's excited. Yes, the, the dog is telling me to get off now. So. So everybody, keep playing games. Yep. Until then, peace. <laughs>